All right, as you heard, we are the Armchair Superheroes. My name is Pat Lane. With me, as always, is Wesley Burho and Taylor, not Tyler, Taylor Kyles. That's it. Guys, thanks for coming along. Appreciate it. Like I've I've jumped from uh, initiate to always. That was like really fast. I was like, right. oh, we'll this guy out. We'll see. Oh, I'm always with him. No, always. I'm, I'm here. <laughs> He's with me forever. We're always together. We're a one day kind of podcast. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> we got down and dirty real quick. All right. Well, that's nice right. to be married. No we're young. We're flirty. <laughs> we're fun. Let's do it. No doubt. No doubt. That's the way it works around here, you know? I didn't even Once get you get in, you'll be at that point, you'll be wishing you you didn't commit, you know? Mm. So, but uh, all right. So today we're talking about Captain Marvel. It's the second movie in the, well, it's not the second movie in the MCU, but it's the second movie in the chronological rewatch of the MCU. And, uh, you know, it's funny. My sister actually is rewatching the, it's watching the MCU for the first time. And I said to her, you know, watch it in this order. And I really think that this order um, does a lot for this movie in particular. This movie obviously came out after Infinity War. And so there were a lot of questions about what was going to happen and, you know, how are they going to draw this Captain Marvel character into the MCU that's already been going on for, you know, 21 movies or whatever. And it was fine. But rewatching it again in this order, and I think for someone that's watching it for the first time, like my sister was, it just makes this movie significantly better if it's the second movie in the MCU that you watch and the first one was Captain Mar- Captain America the First Avenger. I just you know it, it just it does wonders for this movie, you know. Yeah, well I th- I think that because the formula is a return to form of, right. you know, basic superhero formula and you know, you had just gotten you just gotten um, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Thor Ragnarok and uh Infinity War. And you wanted more of that, you know, you wanted, you wanted more of that stuff. And then it was like, oh, here's Carol Danvers getting powers and flying around and shooting stuff. And like half the (laughs) country or the world was like, we hate women. And so that was going to be a tough time. And because they all forgot they had sisters and mothers or something. They're just like, well, you can't have girls with powers flying and being happy. And, you know, and then. And then, you know, you got, uh, and then it's just, it's just a basic form. I mean, how long is the movie? Like an hour and 45 minutes? Like, is it even two hours long? Two hours, I think. Oh, is it? So it's like, but it's just like two hours. Like the other movies, you're looking at two and a half. I mean, how long was Infinity War is like three, three and a half. I mean, it's, you know, you're looking at these big, big movies with big set pieces and all this and multiple characters and all this stuff. And you get, you know, you get young looking Sam Jackson and a, you know, relatively attractive blonde woman flying around and trying to save the, you know, whatever, whatever they were saving. Right. You know, it's just, it's, it, 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 it was disappointing at the mo- moment um, for multiple reasons. Well, I shouldn't say disappointing. It was, it was fine at the moment, but I think watching it like this, you're like, oh, there's a lot here. And if this had come out earlier, this would have been so well received. It would have been huge because, yeah. This would have been like, oh, we've never seen anything like this. The problem is we've seen tons of stuff like that, right? You know, previous. So yeah, yeah. And I think I think that's absolutely true. And I also think the fact that not only was it coming out at a time where yeah everything was fresh and new, 
And then they kind of just went back to the drawing board and were just like, all right, we're going to reuse the same template. But the fact that there were a lot of politics surrounding this movie, and they very much leaned into it during the marketing campaign, which I don't know, like for me, I was crazy excited about this movie. Like I was expecting something in which I, I completely acknowledge there were a lot of expectations I had going into this movie that may not have been totally fair. They kind of soured me on it. But I remember I was like, all right, if you're leaning this heavily into like, yes, this is very much like a movie that's going to embrace feminism. I'm like, all right, you know what? If you have a political message, that's fine. I respect that. But just don't shove it down people's throats. Because at the end of the day, like these are super movies. People are watching these to have fun. And if you have a message, like, yeah, like eloquently put it in there where it's like, oh, wow, I get that message. But don't just like, you know, if Black Panther had just like, I mean, honestly, Wakanda Forever was pretty aggressive after the fact, but if they had literally just thrown up like Black Power and just like shoved it down a white dude's throat, I would have been like, all right, guys, come on. Like, give me a little right. nuance, you know, like at least buy me dinner first. And I felt like this movie did that so much. And I like wanted to root for her so badly. I'm like, you know what? Like, maybe this is just an experience I'm not getting, but like, I'm still human. And like, the, the, I, I remember the part that stuck out to me the most. And I was like, all right, this is just OD was overdose, I don't know, like, or over the top for anybody who's not from New York. It's a thing we say here. But it was when she was looking at her old memories, and then that guy made the cockpit joke. I was like, Jesus Christ, yeah. like, what is your demographic here? Because, like, you're trying to empower little girls, and that is the most on-the-nose, like, weirdly, like, aggressive message that I don't think they're really going to, you know, experience to the degree where it's like, oh, yeah, that needed to be in the movie. So, I mean, for me... It's just, like, it's hard to overlook all the other disappointments I had with it in terms of, like, having so many things to work with and expand upon, like, Nick Fury's eye, which bothers me so aggressively. But, you know, all these things where, you know, you could have done these things for the movie, but then you also wanted to make it a political movie and then just made it feel like a PBS special, I think. I just, I don't know. I just, I guess I expected more nuance and clever writing from something that was just boosted and like you know uh, publicized the way it was to really just feel like they were giving you simple messages without really caring about the actual character yeah i mean it's a it's a it's a valid point i think and, and you i do agree with that you know it's a lot of uh you know woman power and, and girl power and stuff and I, I think that comes out but again i think that 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 can be important at times you know i have i have two little girls and so for me i always i love that end scene you know where she where she stands up as she's falling down and everything. And I just think, I think there's something 100%. really cool about that. But at the same time, you're right. Like they just, they hit you over the head with it over and over and over and over and over again. And it's like, all right, we get it. Like we, we understand, like we're there. We we're with you. We understand, right. you know, but I will say some of the things that I thought they did really well. Uh, I love the intro. The Stanley intro is just so good. You know, where they have all his, uh, all his cameos and then even pictures of him at, at, um, you know, they can make me cry. Part. Yep, it's great. Oh, it's so good. When I was in the theater, I watched it for the first. I was like, "Oh my god, it's all standing." It was great, you know. And so, and then even you know his cameo on the train, uh, with you know with him reading the Mallrats script, which I growing up I loved the movie Mallrats, and it, I still do. I mean, it's a stupid movie, but I love it anyways. And so, like to see him reading that script as his cameo is just great, you know. And and uh, and the whole. All the 90s stuff they do, I think, is really well. Obviously, they hit you over the head with it a little bit, but, like, you know, she falls in the blockbuster. But then the music, and Guardians did this extremely well, right? Guardians does it better than anyone. But, like, the way they use the music in this movie, and, and particularly, you know, the last two uh, the last two songs for me, you know, the I'm Just a Girl, uh, and when they're playing Smells Like Teen Spirit, when she's inside the, uh, when she's inside there, 
whatever they call it, the superior, the supreme intelligence, which is inside there, and they're playing smells like teen spirit. And then they, she has the big fight and they're playing. I'm just a girl. It's just done really well. And again, as a nineties kid, like that soundtrack speaks to me, right? I, I was a, I was a rock guy in the nineties and I loved it. And so like, I loved all those songs. And so hearing those songs again, kind of in this context really kind of brought me in. And I was like, this is great. I thought they did that really well and they infused it really well, which again, they don't do it as, as good as guardians does because guardians just completely knocks out of the park. But they really make it kind of another character in the movie, and it does. They do a really good job with it. I thought. I disagree with you. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. I, I, I thought that. I mean, the music's fine. Um, you gotta. You can't. You can't pick. Smells like Teen Spirit, though, because the the timing's off by when the when the movie's supposed to be occurring and when that right. song was out. So to be in the Supreme Intelligence and to hear it, and like if it had been like a soundtrack song like i'm just a girl is like it right. doesn't matter it doesn't matter where it is but like the song was part of the like i think you know the the being uh the supreme intelligence like uh she like is dancing to it and like like oh yeah i like this song i'm like the song isn't even out yet like what are you doing like like that's that's a big hole that's that's like a a spider-man eight-year hole that that they that they put in yeah, there yeah. Um, you know from homecoming like that's just one of the one of the oopsies that uh you know sometimes happens uh that you know they they should they should always get just like a super dork on the staff just to be like wait, wait a minute i don't think this is right guys and like oh yeah the, the dork knows he would know that crap you know yeah. so um but i i mean I don't know. I, th I think, you know, when, when the ratio, uh, you know, I'm a school teacher and so I'm like automatically super liberal. I think when the ratio is so high, the other direction, like go ahead and beat me over the head with it. Yeah. You know, like, like literally, Oh man, I, ha I had such a problem with Carol Danvers and like the girl power and like all this nonsense. Like let me find a movie where there's a male protagonist that kicks ass, you know, like, right literally the next like if i went to the theater every other movie would be about a guy who's kicking ass so you know and most likely yeah. he's gonna be white unless know. it's you know a tyler perry comedy like it's just right. like, i don't like whatever man all right the chicks had this one cool like, i can i can move on from it um and i so sorry i i, I promise i'm not like i'm not against like girl power or anything like that i probably no, you I hate women honestly, yeah you know clearly if you know my brand you know that's just what it comes with the passion right but in all seriousness i think part of what spoiled me a little bit was wonder woman came out before it and i think that movie just freaking nailed it i loved how how i think it was just so delicately kind of tailored how they made her character and they made her someone who was very flawed but also very powerful i think they fumbled the bag in the third act but when it came to the character i felt like there were a yeah. lot of layers and it was something that I think engrossed me more. And I completely acknowledge like this movie is dealing with problems and things that I've never dealt with. So I never want to take away from the experience or whatever positive feelings anyone had from it. I want to make that very clear. Like I'm not trying to bash anyone who enjoyed it. It was just kind of as a movie goer, you know, you form your own opinions. So, you know, I, as a movie snob, very admittedly, you know, I would kind of liked it again, a little more, you know, kind of in there without you having to reach for it. But again, this movie was also tailored towards, you know, younger audiences who aren't going to get those messages that adults get. So I think that's a great point. So 100%. Um, I like it, it's not the main thing I don't like about this movie. Like that's for me is more of a 
a surface level thing. What I really didn't love was that they put so much in from other movies that could have been expanded upon that yeah. they kind of set up to be like, oh, you're going to learn more about this, these people from Guardians of the Galaxy, and this is how Nick Fury lost his eye, and all these things where you're like, okay, this is going to like be a huge payoff, you know, kind of like what you got with Endgame, but then it's like, no, Nick Fury in that very super serious movie where he makes it seem like someone betrayed him and like shot his eye out, actually lost it because a cat scratched it out in a throwaway gag. Like that made me so angry as a Marvel fan. And it was just like, you know, seeing the main villain in Guardians of the Galaxy come and then make an empty threat saying we'll be back for her. And then it's like, wait, you die. And to our knowledge, you never see her again. So like, what does that mean? You know, so I, I felt like it kind of used its own history to get you into the theater and then was like, no, nah, we're just going to show you how strong she is. So you're hyped to see her in the next movie. I think that's like the main thing about it where I'm yeah. like, all right, if you care about these movies and you do it so much in other movies, it just felt like it was kind of shoehorned in, which I, I, I again, yeah, as was... a Marvel fan, I felt like wasn't great. Well, it was it was short. It was a short like it, the runtime was super fast. They didn't yeah. really go into a lot of characterization. Like she was pretty much free formed. The story is not her like you know coming to grip. Like it's it's not like a dramatic character change. It's literally like oh I lost my memory, and then once she gets right. it back, it's, oh I'm you know like she's not a bad person who becomes a good person. She's not like. It's just I didn't know who I was. Oh, that's who I am. Okay, I'm ready, and I'm and I'm much stronger than I was originally. But I still had all those powers beforehand. I think the best like woman power thing of the whole thing was, you know, when um when he's challenging her to a fight. Uh, I forget his name. The guy who sleeps with his nanny. Uh, Jude Law. Marvel. Yeah, Jude Law. Yeah, Jude Law. Uh, you know, is challenging to her fight, and he's like if you really want to beat me, do it this way and that way. And, you know, kind of like moving the goalposts and she's just like, right. nah, and just blows them away. And like, yeah, I'm like, okay. Like that, that was pretty awesome. Um, I think like, I you know, theater experience when she goes full Marvel, Marvel, like th- that was pretty yeah. awesome. Um, you, you know, yeah. for a theater experience, her just flying around and blowing, blown shit up and flying through the plane and you know but then it kind of sets up like a hulk scenario where it's like well now like between her thor and the hulk like you just have these op characters you know luckily vision's dead so we don't have to worry about him anymore but it's like you know you've now you've introduced these characters that are just like now your question is like well can we get carol danvers on the phone like anything that happens that's you know bigger than you know a gang fight in the street you're just like uh what's carol danvers doing can we get her down here um you know and then obviously the 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 um is it scroll the scrolls yeah Uh, i mean i think that that whole thing is just awesome ben Mendelssohn is i mean he's a freaking man and uh just kind of it opens the door now which is really good because you know i actually like i especially with the russos at the helm and with feige at the helm like you know they have an opportunity to kind of go back and fix stuff and tweak stuff and you know they've they've done time travel now now they've got these guys that can so like built into the universe you have um outs essentially and that's when you're looking at brand yeah. management you know that's super important you know you right. can be like oh oh yeah oh you know like kind of like uh, what rogue one did for star wars 
you know just like yeah. oh oh yeah there's this gigantic whole plot like oh oh it's and it was uh it was a flurgan the whole time oh it was uh you know whatever <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Oh, it was a right. scroll like that's why it was weird it's because the guy was actually a scroll it didn't make any sense there you go that's why it was strange Woo, you know and yeah. so like, i don't i don't mind that you know like you can get and- pissed off about it but for me as someone who like likes sci-fi and likes all that like you know build yourself out because i'll you know i'll forget about it or like i'll think about it and so now like every any movie yeah. that comes up you know the, this this movie with uh you know uh black widow like the whole time i'm gonna be like if she talks to nick fury i'm gonna be like is that really nick fury you know if she talks to you know if she talks to anyone from shield you know if tony starks is giving her a call i'm like oh is it really tony stark is it a scroll like what what's going on maybe tony stark didn't yeah. die maybe it was a scroll you know like you just you can just play right. with that and, and you know hours of entertainment and mental masturbation well it's, it's interesting and i do i do taylor want to just address your the eye thing because i think that that's a it's a very common criticism and it's a criticism a lot interesting thing and and i'm also at the same time that i'm re watching it here i'm also showing my kids uh now my my oldest daughter has seen some of the end you know the end movies of the mcu and a few of them in between but hasn't seen the entire thing so we're re-watching them all and i'm watching winter soldier uh the other day and and they're going back and forth and he's talking to to cap and and cap says something about someone and nick fury says the last time i underestimated someone i lost an eye and i was like well wait a second and the whole movie, they play up the fact that, oh, it's just a cat, it's just a cat, and he's petting the cat, and he's talking to the cat, and he's, you know, and he's giving, he's baby yep. talks to the cat and all this other stuff. And then, you know, and the cat scratches him, and it's like, so here he is talking about the last time he underestimated someone, and of course, it ends up being the flurkin and whatever. And so, and yes, it is kind of stupid. I do love the fact that he gets in the car accident with with the scroll Colson, and he hurts the eye, right? And everyone's like, and all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, he lost his eye. And they're like, and he's like, oh, how's the eye? And he's like, oh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. But they play it up a lot. Like they don't show the left side of his face after the car accident because you think like, oh, that's how he lost his eye. And it's like, no, that's not how he lost his eye. And so I think they do a good job of playing that up. Mendelssohn, you mentioned, is so good in it. And I think that I love the fact that they make him the like the boss is Ben Mendelssohn. So when he transforms into the boss, it's actually him which is really cool. And then at the end of the movie, uh, I caught it the, the second time I watched it, but at the end of the movie, he's like, Oh, he's like, he's like, I could be your boss again. He's like, I love those baby blue eyes, you know? And it's just, so you know, he's complimenting himself about, about it. So I just think, I thought that was interesting. And so, uh, you know, they were, I thought the, the, the comedy was pretty good, right. Uh, it, you know, yep. stupid comedy, but I thought the comedy was pretty good. You know, the mall rats thing, like I said before, but I love like, even like the loading screen where they're all just sitting around waiting for the CD to load up. And then they're like, what the hell's going on? You know? And then the, uh, where they're quizzing him about what he could turn into. They're like, well, could you turn into a filing cabinet? Why would I turn into a Venus flytrap? I'll give you 50 bucks right now. You turn into a Venus Venus flytrap, you know, it's just, it's stupid, but it's just like, it made me chuckle, you know? So uh, I thought they did a good job with that. The de-aging, we talked about this last time on Captain, on Captain America. The de-aging of Jackson is fantastic. Colson, yeah. on the other hand, though, does it looks wonky. It doesn't look great. And so it's like, oh, that, that just it's like the whole time I'm like, wait, that's Colson, right? It is, isn't it? But I'm like, look at it. I'm like, that I, doesn't I think really it's look almost like because it. the actor like doesn't look old to begin with. Yeah, so, I mean, like, right. like, he, he, he's kind of looked the same for like 
15 years. Right. You know, Jackson's done the same thing, but Jackson's been like the same, you know, he's looked like 45 to 55 for the last, you know, 25 years. So it's kind of hard to like age him all the way back to like 30, you know, 24, 25 or however old he's supposed to be. Right. 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 No, it's a good point. And one, the one last thing is when he does get scratched by the, uh, by the cat, he goes, motherfucking. And I just thought it was just great because, you know, that's his signature trademark line. Right. And so to throw that in there yep. and, and have the F at the beginning, I thought was great, you know? So, but anyways, that's just, that's just my take on it. I know the eye thing was kind of stupid and people didn't like it. And I kind of, I completely understand, but at the same time, they did kind of introduce it in Winter Soldier as being something kind of ridiculous about him underestimating someone. And although it was kind of silly, you know, like, um, who was it? Han Solo. Like when they had Solo thing and they gave him the last name Solo in the Solo movie just because yeah. he was by himself. And you're like, that's so dumb. Like, what the hell? But it's a simple explanation. And it's like, oh, same thing here. It's like a stupid reason. But it's like, okay. Yeah, but, I still but think you could see cool. Fury. You could see Fury taking something like that and making it like a mantra, oh, yeah. making it like a, you know, yeah, I pet a cat and I lost my eye. So now I don't trust anyone. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, I'll yeah, never, yeah. It doesn't matter how cute yeah, you are. Yeah. It doesn't matter anything. Like I, you know, I just don't believe you. You know, yeah. I'm always, gonna, I'm always gonna have a gun. You know, type of attitude. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No. And one, one more thing that I that I noticed, and I I wrote down a note specifically on it because I missed it the first. I've seen this movie like four times. The first like three times I watched it, I missed it. But the old lady scene in the train uh, that was shown in the preview that old lady bumps into Carol Danvers on, on the track, which I missed, but she bumps into her like as she's walking towards the train, which is how she knows that she's the bad guy on the train, which I completely missed. Cause I'm like, how the hell does she know that the old lady's a bad guy, but she had seen that person, you know, on the, on the track earlier. So I just thought it was an interesting little, you know, it, oh. it was, it was a small detail that I had missed, you know? And one other thing too, um, that we should mention, because we're talking about like the Disney Plus shows and everything. Obviously, this is, I think, one of those movies that could really, like, although it absolutely had its strengths, I think it's one of those that could still get better from what they do further down the line. And I know, I think it's in um, WandaVision, the one with Scarlet Witch and Vision, um, Monica Rambeau, the little girl in the movie, she's an adult and she is part of S.W.O.R.D., which is like S.H.I.E.L.D. in space, basically. It's that thing that Nick Fury was on at the end of Homecoming. So this movie sets up basically the person who becomes Captain Marvel, um, the little daughter ends up becoming Captain Marvel in the future, and the mm. whole basically like space version of S.H.I.E.L.D. So this movie is something that sets up a lot more than what you realize in the MCU right now. But I think that part of Spider-Man Homecoming that people were kind of confused by, it's like, why is Nick Fury on a spaceship? That was all the uh, scrolls and everything on this ship that's basically patrolling space and kind of introducing you to the next phase of Marvel. So another little thing that you can look at in this movie and be like, oh, damn, all right, we're getting a little more than we realized at the time when we saw it. Right. No, that's a good point. And, and the other thing for me, you know, as, as, a, as a guy who didn't read the comic books but has obviously seen the movies, well, once I saw Ronan there, obviously he's a bad guy. And I should have known the Kree was a bad guy or bad guys, you know, from the, from the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy movies when they talk about the Kree. Um, but I, you know, I still was kind of unsure. Now I should have known obviously cause it's Jude law, but like, he's always a bad guy. But if you're watching it for the first time, you've never seen Ronan before. 
you've never seen the Kree before. You've never heard about those people before. So you don't know. Go, I mean, as soon as you see Ronan's face, you're like, oh, well, those are the bad guys. She doesn't know it yet, but they're obviously the bad guys. And so, you know, I think that that's something that that uh, you obviously lose out on because it came out so late. But if you're watching this as the second movie in the MCU and you haven't seen it before, well, now you have no idea that they're the bad guys, you know, and obviously you find out later on mm -hmm. in the movie, but like, but you don't know for sure until you get to that point. Whereas like pretty early on, once you know, she's a Cree, like the Cree is usually bad people, but certainly once you see Ronan, you're like, well, then that's the end of that. Obviously they're the bad guys, whether she knows it or not, you know? Well, it's Ronan before he goes like full uh, religious zealot. True. So, I mean, there, there was an opportunity to not like, you know, to be like, oh, maybe, you know, because because it's a it's a war between them that lasts a thousand years. And, you know, so it's like, right. you know, because like, you know, we, we've got that at our, you know, in our neck of the woods where all of a sudden you're like, oh, like, you know, Iran versus Iraq. And you're like, oh, like, yeah. well. We're supplying weapons to Iraq because they you know, they got to stop Iran, and then it's like, oh wait a minute, oh now Iraq's bad, shit. Well, you right. know, not, you know, that's so. the point. It's a good point. So, all right, I think that that pretty much does it for Captain Marvel. Again, you know, decent movie, but for me, it's probably in my you know maybe my bottom third. I think certainly towards 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 that part of it, maybe you know maybe closer to the middle, but probably around that bottom third for me um, overall. I don't know about you guys, but that's that's where I have it. Yeah, I hate women, so it's. I mean, it's at the bottom. I, mean, I don't want to see these broads. You know, Taylor does too. So, so obviously, getting all, getting all powers and getting uppity and telling me I can't. You know, I have to sit down when I pee. I'm going to stand up. That's me. I pee all over the seat. So <laughs> deal with it. Ditto to Let's... all of it. That's all yeah. I got to say. Ditto. <laughs> so oh, well, Lord. you have it here. The armchair superheroes hate women, and that's the way it goes. Nothing you can do about it. So. That's right. Just try to stop us. So, but anyways, thank thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, we're through two, and so Wesley is a is a full time member of the of the squad now. We're squatted up and whatnot, and uh, we are fully here. assembled. That's Happy to it. be here so, always. Yep, love it. So, uh, but that's it for this episode. And next episode, which will probably come out next week, is going to be Iron Man. That's the first Iron Man. So, if you want to rewatch that before, you can listen and follow along with us. Thanks a lot, guys. We'll talk to you soon.